GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and for the very first time on episode 324, I'm introducing my producers, the Dead Eye Knight and Player One Miggy. Feels like the first town. I, like, I am the wind. I like how in our doc right now it says main episode 324, and then when you see right by where it says podcast starts, it says, welcome to episode 32. <laughs> our attention to detail is impeccable and it's the reason that uh, I, I haven't checked the numbers that but i'm pretty confident in saying i'm pretty sure we are the number one gaming podcast on all of the internet <laughs> it has to be it has to be but, but yeah we're that's, detail guys we're big time welcome to episode 32 of the games little podcast just kidding 324 uh brought to you by our patrons yeah, we have to send a big thank you to all of our patrons who support us at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. It's your contribution that allows us to produce this show every single week, as well as the other awesome shows that are part of the GameZilla Media Network. So head over to GameZillaMedia.com and learn more about those shows. But you can start your patronage as low as just $1 per month. We appreciate every single dollar that comes in. But the real sweet spot, the real cream of the crop is that $5 exclusive content level. That's where you get a bonus show every single month from each show on the GameZilla Media Network, including the GameZilla Podcast Monster Bust at the beginning of every month. Grim, Miggy, and myself lay down what mo- what games are going to be worth your money and which ones are going to be a big old bust for the month. And uh, we have a great time doing that. And hey, that's a perk to you if you contribute $5 per month to our Patreon. So head on over there, start your patronage today, and we appreciate you deep down in our hearts. That's right. We definitely do. Um, I do have a shout out for our latest patron, and I totally meant to have this pulled up, and I didn't because I'm preparation and attention to detail is the reason this is the number one video game podcast on the internet. You're right, and that's why with Steven, I just want to thank you for the one for the for the uh, Patreon um, subscription. Thank you so much for joining Patreon, Steven. I had it the whole time. I had it the whole time. The Steven? The, the Steven, yeah. And then uh, also, I, I'm not sure, what, what's the date? The 17th? We probably gave this shout out. We're going to do it anyways again. Um, Dork of the Ninjas. Thanks again. So those are two most recent. Yeah. We got our sound to get effects. Too loud. We got our sound effects <laughs> built in. <laughs> They're built in. In my heart. The same place where we thank the patrons. That's the same place the, the sound effects exist. Right down in my heart. Right. That's the one thing that's so so hard for us right now is that when we're in a studio together, we have our soundboard, we're all sharing the audio together, we can and and then we're all, and we're broadcasting out to you. So like everything that we're experiencing, but like if you guys can't notice like when Miggy rolls the intro, we don't hear it. So we're like we're over here like pretending to dance and pretending to like react to the song, but there it's not really there. And so um, that's one of the been been one of the like more difficult things to adjust to since the whole remote recording. But anyways, 
Uh, before we get started in this week's episode, we need to remind everybody if you if you don't um, if you can't stay around the entire live show here on twitch.tv slash gamesmedia, you can watch the show uh, every week in its entirety on youtube.com. Just search Gamezilla Media. You will find all the content that we uh, that we upload there. As well as we are a podcast, so you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever it is that you like to hang out and uh, listen. Please hit that subscribe button. Give us five stars. Leave us a review. Helps us so much as we uh, continue to grow these shows on all those platforms. And real quick, shout outs to the other shows. I'm just going to name them off real quick on the GameZilla Media Network. That includes Noiseland, Arcade, or Simpsons Podcast, Last Action Podcast, about action movies, Legend of Retro. Uh, the, but that is definitively the greatest retro gaming podcast on the internet. I, I'm confident saying that. Noobs and Dragons, that's our tabletop uh, storytelling podcast, makes Critical Role look like garbage. You got to <laughs> listen to Noobs and Dragons. Yeah, and then I know we like to shout out our patrons, but something we got to get better at is since we are live on Twitch every Monday night, um, we want to give a shout out to Plan Mobile Report for our latest subscription to our channel here on Twitch. So thank you so much. All right, we gotta got we gotta get into the news. Here's the news. Yeah, crotty, crotty, crotty news. Tried something different this that week. That was good. I liked it. I'm, I was into <laughs> it. I was into it. <laughs> Cool. It got me excited to talk about Halo Infinite. AKA Halo Never. That's where you insert. There it is. There. I, I was right. I was about to say that's where you insert the crickets. That's where you insert the crickets. All right. So in his heart. Yeah. Halo. Halo Infinite gets delayed just weeks after the amazing demo that we saw on the Microsoft show that just really blew our minds and, and gave us so much hope for the future of video games. Um, clearly, I'm being sarcastic. It was a it was a train wreck. They were they for the last two weeks. They were sitting here trying to dodge questions, uh, reassure us that everything was fine. It was an early build, this and that. And now here we are um, delayed into 2021 with no month, no date, just 2021 given to us. Twenty twenty one might never happen. The way twenty twenty is going, yeah, uh, we we can't. We're not guaranteed twenty twenty one. Yeah, so here we are, a game that um, I sat here for months at this point talking about how important this was as a launch title for for Microsoft, and it is no longer a launch title for their next generation of gaming. We'll get it sometime. Hopefully, I would I would hope first quarter window but we don't know so at this point it's just kind of a big disappointment considering you wasted like if it, if it's this bad and the and the delay had to happen and all these things did you really need to bring it out and show off whatever it is that you had in july like was, was that really necessary at that point because you didn't do anything but make the situation worse no one show off yeah, that was a poor choice of words. It's like it's like a kid going to show and tell with like a cup full of worms. Like I got something. Like no one wanted to see that. That yeah. wasn't good at all, little Jimmy. But like that—that's my whole thing. Like even if you're going to delay something, like okay, Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed a couple times. 
but there was there's still hype there's still excitement the, the things they've shown off is still gotten us to the point where we're like i can't i still can't wait for this game i just have to wait longer now um but showing off what you showed off in halo all it did was pretty much tell us um can we bring Bungie back? Like, can Bungie come back right now and maybe just jump on this project and just, you know, fix it? Like, that. That's and, and that's hard for me to say because Bungie has not been perfect throughout the years, not even close. But, like, I'm, like, sick of 343 at this point because not only did they delay it, not only do they already have a third-party developer working on this, they brought in another third-party developer last week to work on it more. Not great. At this Not point, great. is at this point, can we even call this game an in-house game anymore? Like, there's more third party working on it than there is first party. And I'm not saying that's uncommon, okay? Like, um, big projects have multiple teams, and they will bring in different companies to do different things. Okay, I get that, but this just doesn't look good. This starts to scream to me things that happened with like I don't know. I think of Watch Dogs. I think of I think of these games that were like like that they were promised the, the division things like that that were the pro, like I know I'm picking on Ubisoft right now, but were promised so heavily and there was so much hype and then it was like things just started to fall apart before they even got the ball before they even got it out the gate right like the they can't even get to launch right now things things are a mess so. The delay, this delay upsets me because I feel like just two weeks ago we were lied to and they knew, they knew things were in trouble. They, they knew this was, this was happening. They knew this was coming and instead they wanted to try to just sugarcoat it and, and try to make us like look the other way while they just dashed down an alley and jumped inside of a dumpster and waited for us to leave. And instead, have you, have you ever, have you ever been at a restaurant and the waiter forgets to put your order in? Yeah, yeah, it'd be like the waiter coming over, and be like, "Oh, your food's gonna be out in just a minute," and then runs back to the kitchen, like, "Oh, we totally forgot to do this order. We need to <laughs> yeah. put it in now." That's what this is like. They're like, "Oh yeah, it'll be right up." No, no, it's not coming right up. Yeah. So, I don't know. You got any other thoughts on this, other than it's the fact that it just feels shitty? It's disappointing. And again, as me being the guy who's thinking very strongly about making the jump to xbox not having halo in november continues to give me a reason to to not think about getting a launch system you know <laughs> it, it 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 lowers my excitement for the the launch of the system for sure and it gives me more time to to sit and think because honestly if, if halo infinite was out november 6th and i'm not playing it and everyone is maybe i'm gonna feel like i'm missing out but now i got more time to figure it out so, yeah, I mean, bad move. I mean, I still, I still plan on grabbing an Xbox and a PS5. It's just what I do, and I still probably plan on funding a Xbox Series X for Deadite, uh, so that we can get this Butter Boy uh, thing locked up <laughs> and done and a done deal because it needs to happen. <clears throat> so, um. But yeah, other than the fact that you're a tech person and you just like new things, there's not really a reason at this point to jump in day one. Um, and it's uh, that's pretty easy for me to say for either system, PS5 or Xbox. PS5 has more going for it than Xbox in the sense of just exclusive content, you know, with like Spider-Man. 
in, <laughs> in some regards, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> in some regards, there's maybe a little bit more of an itch than I think you would maybe expect from me to want to upgrade to a new system because I'm playing on a stock PlayStation Four. Where, yeah, that's you know, true. You're experiencing PS4 Pro, Xbox Series X. You have a balled out gaming PC. Like this jump is going to be a big one for me. In comparison, because I I didn't buy any of the the middle systems, I didn't buy any of these stop gaps that came out two to three years ago as upgrades. It's a massive. But in upgrade the meantime, I have bought a four K four K HDR t- you know ten TV. Like I, I I bought a new sound system. Like I'm ready to go. I'm ready to have a great visual experience on a gaming system. Not that I haven't been enjoying this generation, but I, I'm ready to be impressed. Yeah, and it's a massive upgrade for it's a massive upgrade for you. It's still a big upgrade for me from the standpoint of loading performance and the ability to swap games, you know, things like that that could be nice. But I mean, the other thing that you have to consider here is frame rate. Sure, I would really like frame rate, but the 4K and all that stuff that you would enjoy, I don't necessarily I don't enjoy it. I play off of a monitor. Because every every game that I play, I stream. So, like, I'm not built out to stream in 4K, mainly because I know viewership is not built out to view in 4K. It's just not common yet. And so, for me, the 120 frames per second, the fast loading times, the things like that definitely int- intrigue me. But at the same time, I can go out and buy a Gen 4 NVMe M.2 and throw it into my PC and and get similar performance with with that same frame rate except even better and have full control so like the pc master race thing i'm starting to feel it a little bit especially this generation because of all the all the bs that's starting to roll out here from these companies where they're just not leading with like their with the strong content they're not showing me i need these products um, and I'm speaking more from just a standard consumer's side. Like I still will probably acquire both these systems close to, if not on day one, but that's just because we run a podcast and, and I do this as part of my life, you know, like I don't want to necessarily say it's my full-time career. I do other things too, but, but it is a big chunk of my life. And so I want to have hands-on experience with this stuff. And I just hope that when these day, these days do uh, arrive in November uh, seems to be the 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 rumor for the Xbox and probably for the PlayStation. I don't know. I thought we got an official date on Xbox this week. I thought got, November sixth was the locked in date. Was it the sixth? I thought it was November, and then the date was being. I thought the date was assumed. I don't know. I know the month kind of, the month happened because when Halo got delayed, we got a confirmation of the system. But Google's still saying holiday 2020. Yeah. So I guess not. I guess it's still November. But either way, what I hope for is that I'm not doing podcasts in November and December about how much of a waste of time it is for people to buy these systems. Right. Because that Mm because that'll be my hand on hands on experience. Be like, well, yeah, I'm playing all my old games on this because there is nothing new to play because everything got delayed. And, um, you know, I guess it's okay. I don't (laughs) I don't know. The box looks different. Like I don't want to feel like that. I want to be able to sit there and say, "Yeah, the Dual Shock or the Dual Sense is uh, is really cool, and and the new Spider Man experience is fun." And you know, I don't know. I, I honestly don't can't pick many games out there. I'm like, these new games are going to be fantastic. But um, 
you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. The Halo, the Halo situation is a mess. The Halo situation is just, it, it's disappointing. It makes you feel like crap that they pretty much just lied to us during their July presentation. Um, you know, they just needed to handle that better, and they didn't, so... But here we are, uh, 2021 release on Halo, and that's all we know. Once we know more, once we actually have a window, we can discuss this. Maybe it's maybe this is a February 2021, you know, we're, and we're looking at a, a game that's similar to like Infamous Second Son coming out slightly after the launch of the PS4, you know, something like that, where you have a, a nice a nice first party game hit your system shortly after launch. Like I'd be I'd be okay with that but if we find out this is like a middle to late 2021 launch now that's that to me is just you, you messed up you messed up big time you you lost a lot of momentum because of that and and at the same time you haven't shown me a single shot of halo that makes me feel like oh halo is going to come back and be established game in in this genre of that's just flooded with shooters and you like what you have a grappling hook now cool good job like you didn't show me anything the open world sure you're not the first one to do the open world though so like show me why halo is going to matter and show me why halo infinite is going to stick around long term and not just be a game that's like hot for three months and then just falls to the you know falls to the side but we'll see we didn't even get to see multiplayer so who knows uh, the, those street dated boxes said the sixth says Johnny Riot in uh, on Twitch, um, but those were for controllers. So, yeah. but that gives you a, a, a window. You know, it gives you a window for sure. All right, we'll move on to our next topic here. Topic number two. This one is really starting to heat up, and um, <laughs> this is this is getting wild, guys. We 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 talked a little bit about Apple. And um, and some of the things that, that they're doing, and we are now looking at a huge move that Apple has removed Fortnite, and then Google followed suit. So, a, a long story short, Fortnite patched their game, kind of like seek, not kind of secretly. You know, they patched their game out. It's their game. They did their own thing. But what they didn't explain to people about it is, um, or companies or anyone, is that they found a loophole where they didn't have to let people make transaction purchases through the Apple Store. Bypassing the Apple's 30% cut on any transaction, pretty much, that takes place in Fortnite. So Apple caught on to it and they yanked they yanked the game off the App Store and like I said Google ended up kind of following suit and now Fortnite has decided to sue Apple and Google. The main focus here is Apple. Google's kind of just a secondary per- thing going on here and, and it's kind of it's tr- the trickle effect, right? Apple was the focus here. And this is a this is an interesting situation because I just got done talking about how Apple was blocking XCloud last week. We talked about XCloud. We talked about PlayStation Now. We talked about Nvidia's uh, service, um, the streaming game services, and the big issue was 
Apple shooting themselves in the foot for for children and in these generations of gamers that are going to start looking at Android devices. Um, this is the same thing that's happening here. On an Android phone, I can hop over to Android. I can go load the Epic Launcher app outside of the Google Play Store, and I can have access to Fortnite right now if I wanted. Can't do that on Apple. So, well, I can't do that on a standard device iPhone. <laughs> so, but... At the same time, I think Epic, Epic has has a point that they're making here like the lawsuit and and what they're trying to do is right the secret the secret like behind the scenes moves on what they did to their game and how it caused this to get started was i don't necessarily agree with but the fact that apple controls this so much and that google and apple combined have have this monopoly over this entire industry that is app development and they're just absorbing millions upon billions of dollars off of these little developers just nickel and diming everybody um is just, it's not it's not it's not good it's not healthy it's not the way that you know that we want to see this uh all happen and you know i kind of so i kind of side with with epic i don't know that they're really going to win this uh, this, this this lawsuit, but at the same time, I would like to see change in this industry because it is it's brutal, man. You think about this from different angles. You think about it from a small app developer, thirty percent here, twenty percent there, all this stuff. It's you know like your your success is is making other people's other people rich, and while you're left there to pick up what's left over and that just to me is really unfortunate and when you think about the company like epic who came out with um with their own hey come develop under the epic game store on the pc they were the ones that were like we want you to take majority of the profits and we're gonna have the lowest fee of any platform we're gonna blow steam out of the water no no one competes with us so like when you look at their the every time that they do something like this they definitely seem to be pro developer pro pro you know um artist and trying to trying to let them be the best that they can be and by by them growing and having success giving potential for bigger and better things to happen within the industry when you look at Apple and them and 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 you think about that same strategy they they've become a a giant back when i was when i first got my my very first apple product my very first apple computer apple was the company that fought microsoft they were the little guy that was to teach you freedom that was to teach you creativity that was they, they were giving you these tools and they were letting they were letting their users be what microsoft wouldn't let happen you know microsoft was the bad guy on the block and and apple was the, was the little dude trying to trying to take them down and it's now now we're looking at apple has blown up become that that bad guy except 20 times worse and now we're watching it where they just lock everything down they control everything it's the way it's it's, it's what they say goes and if you don't like it cool your app's gone we don't care we will literally put you out of business because we own the, the, the majority of, of product out there. We will literally destroy your company 
if you don't follow our rules. It's a similar idea of like we've talked, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast ever, it's a similar idea to like Walmart. There's stories of Walmart, right, where uh, a hundred-year-old company that, that uh, has been, been growing pickles for a hundred years, generation after generation, it's a deal to put their product in Walmart. And it changes the company's life, changes these people's lives. And then Walmart comes and says, all right, now you're going to sell us these pickles for this much. And they say, well, we can't afford that. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, then you can't sell your pickles at Walmart anymore. Well, we've already expanded the company because of the support of Walmart. If we lose that, we lose such a giant percentage of our business, we go out of business. We have watched that story happen too many times in the world. That This is the same thing, just virtual, just digital, whatever you want, however you want to look at it. And Apple has done nothing over the years to evolve and change they just they just absorb 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 and it's gotten to the point where i think people are sick of it people don't look at apple the way they used to apple you like you and i were apple guys for a long time you know apple computers doing all of our audio video photo work you know we we were very loyal to those brand to that brand and those products and the the company is not what it was in 2007, 2008, you know, when we were, when we were deep in, into supporting Apple, they've grown into being the largest provider of phones in the world. That changes a the company. There's obviously been a change in leadership and there's the, there's been a change in innovation. They, they're, they're more, in, they're more interested in financially staying on top than they are with changing the world as Apple used to be really focused on, people's experience with their product and how it enriched their lives. And I don't feel like Apple as a company is now. Now, overall, I don't have a problem with Apple getting a little bit off the top on, on purchases. They provide the platform. In a lot of cases, they, they provide development tools for people to make apps to make money. 30% seems like a lot to me. Like that, that does. If you told me it was 5 9%, something like that, you, you provide a platform, you give people the opportunity to make money, it's like paying rent at, you know, at a storefront. Like I, to yeah, a but, degree, I get that. But a storefront you pay, see, and that's the example that I was using too, is that I don't believe Apple gives you much of anything other than the fact that they've had a successful product that, that they can sit there and say, Hey, we have however many millions upon billions of iPhones out there. Okay. That's, that's literally what they give you. Like, sure, they might give you some tools, but guess what? Epic doesn't need them. They're Epic. They have Unreal Engine. They have their own stuff. They're not using Apple tools. A small developer can go use Epic tools for free. I don't need to pay you 30% cut to use your tools. There's no, there's, no, there's no value there to me anymore. The world has moved on and evolved, and companies like Epic have opened their doors to any level of artist that wants to u- utilize product. So... What I think Apple does here is that yes, you are charging rent. You are charging this this you know this this brick and mortar building that I that I pay for or this spot in a mall that I pay for. You know what it, you know what they advertise? X amount of foot traffic per month, X amount of revenue sales through my building per month. All these things that they can that they build and true. Apple doesn't give two shits about your app. It's buried upon billions of apps. If I make a flashlight app and I go put it on there for 99 cents, I'm never going to sell one because there's 
8 billion of them that are free. But the whole point I'm saying is that Apple's not going to prioritize my app because uh, for any reason. There's no there's no negotiating. There's no relationship. There's no anything. I'm a I'm a I'm a spec when it comes to Apple, no matter what I put out there. I mean, look how they're treating Epic, for God's sakes. What does that mean about me if I was to release an app? I'm nothing. I'm less than a spec to them. So as far as your 30%, I think it's obnoxious considering if you think of anything that you have ever paid on a month-by-month basis for a service or a space to live or, or a whatever... I've done co-op galleries where I paid monthly to have my artwork on walls. I got better perks on that ripoff than, than Apple's giving these people that are developing apps. And so to me, I think these they act like crooks. They act like they don't care. They're destroying an industry that is so, I mean, it's so big, it's it's too big to fail right now because people have to have their, their phone, devi- their Apple devices and, and their, their smartphone devices. But... In the end, this is not healthy. It's not. I, I. I. It's hard to say this, but I don't believe it's sustainable. I think you see the best of the best uh, developers move. They they move away and they don't do applications that are required to be on a platform like this. Because I can still go make a foot game and and put it onto other platforms that have a better, you know, like Epic, like Epic's um, game store or, or um, let's say me just wanting to release a game via PlayStation or Xbox or something like that. Um, there's fees still there. Yes. But 30% for the life of any revenue that's generated is insane. It is insane. So, I don't know. I don't think Apple gives you anything that makes it worth that. And I think I think you're still right though, is that they, it is their platform. It is their environment that they that they continue to build and invest in and do things to and make new phones and try to upgrade their their software to stay so that they remain the number one uh smartphone device out there. And at that point, there should be some form of payment. But I don't know what that payment is. I don't know if it simply should be 15% or maybe it shouldn't be the, like, maybe it should be something like you want 30% for the first six months of the app. And then after six months, it becomes a 15% for the lifetime of the app or something like that. Like it needs to be something like that. I don't know what the, where the perfect number is or what, or what that, what that's going to look like, but it needs to be something other than, Oh, you're Fortnite and you're you're changing the world when it comes to gaming and we are literally leeching 30% off of you for as long as Fortnite exists. And all we did was allow it to go out to our phones. That's that's just garbage. And when you look at what they what Epic did on the payment side, they literally if you're on your phone your iPhone and you look at it it says how do you want to pay and it gives you two options. Well, it did give you two options now. <laughs> Um, I love it. I love yeah, seeing that. It was two two options. You had an Apple App Store payment for nine ninety nine, or you had an Epic Direct payment. And it payment. says regular price under that $10 <laughs> price. Yep, and then under it, it says Epic Direct payment, seven ninety nine, and under that, it says discount price. So they're basically giving you what was a 20% um, discount yeah. on your V-Bucks. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like I, the move. Yeah. I like the move a lot. 
So, and obviously we're talking, and Dork brings it up in the chat on Twitch too, is that it has to do often based with location and everything. And we, we know this, even Twitch, even subscribing, like we see here and we talk about how it's five bucks, it's five bucks. Yeah, but if you, like, think about this. This is something that Twitch has to deal with. If I sub to this channel right now, it's five bucks on my PC. If I sub to this channel on an iPhone, it's six dollars. On an Android phone, it's six dollars. I pay that extra dollar doesn't go to the the uh, the content creator. Doesn't see a cent. Twitch doesn't see a cent. That's Apple. Apple says thanks. I don't think that's I don't think that's right. You got kids like a lot of kids that that take their birthday money or their allowance or whatever and they they like to support their content creators that they that they that that's their that's their form of entertainment they don't watch tv the way we used to they like to watch streamers and they have very little ability to be able to give and when they want to give do you really think that 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 apple should be taking that money i don't know i don't think so so it's just um it's just I hate this business model and super large brings it up too. Most commonly this would happen with franchises. So um you know uh McDonald's owns the the land store is on the store is owned by a franchise. It's the same yeah like uh like around here one I like to use because I I witnessed it happen was Big Boy, right? So Big Boy was was just the, an, an American family diner or whatever, right? And we had a Big Boy by by us here in Michigan that that closed, and then they reopened as a different as a different uh, restaurant. And when we went in there, it was the same owners though. So we asked them what happened, and they were like, "Well, Big Boy tried to tried to up our franchise fees." And we said no, so we no longer could be called Big Boys, and we no longer could sell all those all the products. But we just opened our own store, and I'm not gonna kid, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. They basically made the same products; they just changed the name. Okay, like <laughs> the ingredients and, and the way things tasted was the same. But the whole point was like we I watched that transition happen on a mobile phone, like an Apple. When we're talking Apple phones, you don't have that option. You either like I don't, I don't know, guys. Someone in the chat or somebody tell me how many iPhones are estimated to be out there. It's an I know the number is gonna be insane. But the millions upon millions and billions of iPhones that are out there, you just don't have access to anymore. You go from like your app being available to 100% of people on smart devices to your app being available on like 30%. <laughs> it's a big chunk. So you think of someone like Epic Games, what impact that would have if their, if their game is not available on iPhone. And and we've seen the article starting to hit today that Epic is coming out and says if Apple doesn't um, resolve this in two weeks, it could be catastrophic for Epic. But at the same time, I don't think Epic needs to back down and say, oh, we're sorry, Apple, we'll do it your way. I don't think that's the right answer either. Seems like there should be a way to, they should be able to renegotiate terms. Because yeah. again, it even okay. Let let's just let's assume that thirty percent. That is like Apple's. Like yeah, in app purchases, you pay us thirty percent. Epic should have enough buying power. To be like yeah, that's nice and all that for the person that has that their app makes a thousand dollars, you know, a, a month or whatever. The little guy, but 
we're pulling in millions of dollars a month. Like, let's talk about a, a, a more reasonable rate. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Um, it's a mess right now. Like I said, Google Play is also involved in this now. And um, we, we just talked about the other, we talked the other day about how uh, xCloud and everything else is uh, is also having problems with Apple. This is we're we're moving. It's the next thing. We um um master puppets in the chat said, um Epic made Sony bend the knee. They did. They pushed the they pushed the envelope of of crossplay, and we're and we're seeing uh, the age of crossplay. And honestly, Fortnite pushed that pushed that forward. But Sony's not Apple, unfortunately. And and um at the same, and I'm not saying they can't do, cause some some change, but the whole thing is. We just—I don't know. The whole the, the thing about it is we—I I don't see Apple bending either. You know, Sony bent because everybody else around them bent. Now, if Google says, "You know what? You're right," and and everybody around Apple says, "You know what? You're right," maybe Apple comes around, but Apple still is in that position that they're like, "Well, you do you." Hundred million PlayStations is real different than like. A couple billion iPhones. Yeah, it is. So, but there is there is so much money, and and Master Puppets hits it on the dot. There is so much money for both sides to sit there and say, we can't figure this out. It just is crazy to think that it's taken this long, and that unfortunately that and and here we are once again, one of the big, you know, one of the big, I'm one of the big, like the biggest company here. Epic Games has grown so much. Um, has to step up and 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 take take the fight again, you know. And so, I appreciate what they're doing. I hope you know. I hope it doesn't um, disrupt disrupt them too much. But at the same time, these are two these are two giants duking it out. That like in the end, I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. It's not like it's a indie developer spending every penny that he owns in his bank to try to make change. Like, and then you worry about him being homeless after like. Epic Games will be all right. Like I'm not worried about this. What I am worried about is that Apple is starting to paint themselves as as a non-gaming product, a non-gaming company. I don't care about I don't care about I whatever Apple Arcade or whatever the hell they're calling it. They have literally turned away Stadia, XCloud, PlayStation Now, Nvidia, Fortnite. They pretty much told everybody to f off. Unless you want to, you know, give us give us top dollar of your of well, no, sorry, they've told those other companies to f off because they can't properly milk them dry. But Fortnite, they're gonna let hang around as long as they follow the rules. And Fortnite's had enough of it. Apple really just looks like an evil company right now. They just do not look good. And in the eyes of a gamer, a gamer goes, "Cool, I don't want an iPhone." So you may be the king right now, but you're setting yourself up to not be in in a few a few generations of of devices you know your next iphone could be impacted by this the very next iphone could be impacted by this if google comes out and figures it out before you and i'm an android guy so i don't really care what what apple does but but i'm i'm not an idiot when it comes to a healthy industry is a competitive industry and if you have one of the companies just saying i don't want to play fair and i don't want to play by what are what are what guidelines the rest of the industry face that that doesn't help the industry at all and could hurt a lot of things not just apple so take that for however you want but 
Anything else on that, or we want to move on? I just hope they work it out. I, I I think everyone deserves to make some money here, and I just hope they can come to reasonable terms and people can start enjoying their Fortnite on their phones again. I mean, it it just seems like everyone's being a little bit unreasonable all the way around. So yeah, I mean, I can enjoy Fortnite on my phone, on my Android phone. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, Anyways, uh, sucks to be an Apple owner. I mean, yeah, yeah, I can enjoy it on my Switch too. But all right. Let's move into our uh, last topic of, of the show. Uh, show here is uh, Ghost of Tsushima adding a new co-op mode called Legends. It's coming this fall. It's going to be free, and it sounds really cool. Now, Dada, did you wanna did you wanna talk about this uh, a little bit? You wanna you wanna break it down for us? Did you read about um, this? Um, I mean, I, I looked into it a little bit, but not a lot. But I know it's going to be like a competitive multiplayer experience. And that sounds like that's going to be a really interesting way to drop people into a game that was designed and everyone's thought about this game as a solo experience from the moment, you know, we understood what this game was. We're like, oh, it's a stealth based uh, game where you can flip the script and go wild with the combat. And it's the probably the best samurai game ever made like everyone like you you have a mindset of what this game is going to be and this feels like a big curveball and this feels like this was really unexpected for me with someone who hasn't played and hasn't tracked the game to all of a sudden find out hey they're dropping a, a competitive multiplayer mode on us that sounds pretty cool yeah i it, i don't think it's are, are we using the word competitive i thought it was co-op it's, it's oh it is yeah, cooperative like, i misread co- yeah cooperative, cooperative gameplay experience so two to four people and it's going to fall into the more like mythology and lore and like fa- almost fantasy side of the samurai world. So it sounds to be a little bit more out there where and and, and not just like more like the thing about Ghost and I've watched my wife play a lot of it and, and I've dabbled around with it a little bit. But the thing about Ghost is it's more like real, right? It's more yeah. true, realistic style game where where legend seems to kind of break away from that a little bit and get a little more into the fantasy mythology world, which I'm, I love. So, um, players will be able to use matchmaking or play with friends in groups up to four in a full squad. Uh, players can try wave based survival missions. The modes include four character classes, um, which we got more info coming soon. Um, two players in, with two players in Ghosts of, of Tsushima Legends, you'll be able to play a series of co-op story missions that escalate in difficulty, building on the foundation of the combat from the single-player campaign, but with new magical twists that are often that often require careful synchronization with your partner. Um, so yeah, it sounds really cool, and like this makes me more interested in playing this game than the game itself did as the type of player that I am. So I, um, I really like the, the sound of it. It's free. So it's a good price point. Just as long as you own the game. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a cool, it was a cool unexpected announcement that they're going to build on what they are calling right now. So many people I'm seeing call this out. This is your game of the year, which I don't think, I don't think ghosts, I don't think people necessarily were, were, expecting it like i think maybe some had been hopeful but after after it came out and people got their hands on it and actually got to see what was special about it and and you know sucker punch has always done a good job but now 
we're we're seeing um, a potential game. I mean, it's going to be a game of the year competitor. They're going to be in the running for sure. I I would be concerned that the mainstream hype of Last of Us would overshadow shadow this come award season. But we talked about this the last year when we covered game awards. I really like new IPs getting the opportunity to be game of the year because Last of Us Two. It's a wonderful game. It's a sequel. It's it's they've grown upon the the concepts in the original game it's still a little bit more of the same it's great it's good if you like the first one but i love that this game is a new ip and coming out and just killing it yeah everyone i I know that's playing is loving this game yeah i have a lot of friends um that are calling it game of the year but then even some of your journalists have come out and and uh thrown it into their game of the year competitors so it's uh it, yeah it's very possible sure it's going to have competition you're you're going to have last of us part 2 um but i think cyberpunk it. um no, cyberpunk, cyberpunk won't make the won't cyberpunk make the cutoff, is supposed it? to hit in when the Cyber, cyberpunk comes in september i thought i thought it got moved back to november did it get oh it got pushed to november that's right that's right you're which right which means it's it's, it's november like, is no, the cutoff sometime yeah. in november yeah. is the cutoff it's yeah, like Nove- the second yeah. week in november is the cutoff for game, game yeah. awards yeah you're right so i forgot about the additional delay so um yeah yeah so they're they're right on the edge and i don't even even if you have a great game coming out that late i don't feel even if you made the cut I wouldn't want to see you win the win it anyways we, there's not enough time to really prove that your game is game of the year I'd rather you, um, last year, November 18th was the cutoff, uh, according to Johnny Riot. So, um, depending on when it gets released, I would like to see it not be competing this year and instead get the ability to run next year. Yeah. You know, but then again, it has, like, Cyberpunk kind of has a bad, this, and not the people with, I mean, how much do you care about these awards? I don't know. Probably not a whole lot compared to like me? I can't. No, Almost no. I mean like awards are stupid. I mean like the developer, right? Like if I if my if my game sells well, then that's what matters, right? Like if I get the game of the year award or I don't, like whatever. Like sure, I how can. How many how many games have sold more because they put out a game of the year edition? True. No, I'm not every, saying every one of them yeah. releases and sells a few more copies. Yeah, I'm not saying that you don't lose out because I'm not saying you don't lose anything by not having this, but at the same time. You're releasing in November. You're either releasing where you're going to be like the newest game, which could help you or it could hurt you, or you're going to release after the cutoff. And then by the time your game it comes around next year, everyone's moved on from your game. And there's 20 other games that are newer than you that people are focusing on. So it's going to be, you're kind of in a bad spot. Like Star Wars Fallen Jedi was kind of in a bad spot. They, they, they missed, the, the, like, that's what I mean. Like there's those games that like, could have had a run to some extent and because of that weird window that you fall like you kind of get you're slightly forgotten when it comes to the award ceremonies yeah i'll be why don't you talk a little bit about this um and with even if miggy wants to have a few words i know he's not feeling well but he wants to say things i have an animal in this room that i did not know was here and wants out and uh will not stop yelling so be right back Miggy, you feel like rocking the mic. For anyone who's who's listening right now, Miggy feeling under the weather, being a trooper, running the video, being with us here tonight. He should probably be be in bed resting. Miggy, you got you got any thoughts on ghosts here? If not, it's cool. I'll give you a moment. Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun game. Um, I'm glad to hear that it's um getting that free update. Uh, 
definitely from out of nowhere. <laughs> For sure. And, um, and from what studios are doing nowadays, um, they you know they they could have dropped this and charged us for it you know like a smooth like you know five bucks for it for an online mode but for them just to like drop and say here give it to us you know here you go have fun i think that's cool you know we're respect studio for doing that yeah it's a real like you know um cd project red or someone like that 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 have dropped just some awesome content for free type deal it's uh kind of reminds you of that and sucker punch is one of those companies that you just that's you always have a good feeling with that developer i always feel good about when when they're talking about their new game or they're talking about how they're going to expand on something cyber or uh, sucker punch is just uh they're a really good developer but to see this happen, it's not shocking, but at the same time, it's surprising and and it's uh, you know, in a, in a really positive way. Where I feel like recently we've been having a lot of negative news and just unfortunate delays and things like that. This was a nice announcement, for sure. Yeah. Um, Johnny Ryan did did add to this saying that uh, some devs devs contracts stipulate extra money for ratings and awards, which is true. Yeah. I'm not saying nobody cares about them. I'm just saying, like, in the end, if you have the best-selling game, in, you know, that year, as a developer, not not as an individual that maybe signed a contract that said if I got game of the year, I get an extra, I get a bonus or whatever. But like as a as a, as a developer, you're 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 happy, and maybe you feel like you got snubbed or you didn't have the right opportunity or whatever. But at the same time, you're still like you know one of the best games that came out in the year. I think you're pretty happy. All right. So, uh, Dork of the Ninjas was explaining to me because I, I haven't touched my PlayStation in so long. I haven't even thought about you it. You have a PlayStation? Yeah, I do. It's weird. I don't know where it came from, but I have one. Um, <laughs> but he was explaining to me how I can make Jade, my wife, make her PS4 my home system and she can make my PS4 her home system. And by doing that, we can actually share content because she bought the game digitally. So I don't have mm-hmm. access to it, right? So by doing that, he's saying I we can have cross access to our purchases. Interesting. So I was like, I'm gonna have to look into that because because when not that I really am super interested in playing the game itself. I've I've watched her play so much of it, and I've seen the end, I've seen the final fight, and all these things that um I'm not as interested in doing the single player campaign, but I am interested in this uh, this DLC that'll be dropping this fall. So, all right, that is our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit GameZilla Media where you can watch the videos. You can listen to the podcast, you can read the blogs, you can do everything and absorb all the content that's coming from all the amazing content creators on GameZilla Media. So uh, make sure to swing by the website and check out everything that we got going on. Uh, we're gonna slide into gaming moment of the week. It is uh, we're we're getting all right on time, so let's uh, let's swing through. Did I gaming moment of the week? What do you got for me, dude? Mine was short and sweet and a real good time. Uh, our man, the glitch from the Legend of Retro podcast, had been hit me up for a few weeks. Like, hey, when are we getting on that SNES online and running some Donkey Kong Country co-op? And so uh, I had some availability on Saturday afternoon, so I shot him over a message and was like, are you up for that DKC? And we got in and we got swinging. 
we got rolling, we got jumping. And uh, we were having a ton of fun. And I, I personally feel like there is some lag playing this SNES online. But I don't know for sure that there absolutely is enough lag to make up for how bad the glitch and I were playing. We kept saying, oh, that was the lag. Like, we're just running off ledges. Oh, definitely the lag. Missed that jump because of the lag. And, uh, you know, having a good laugh about blaming the lag on everything. Uh, because you think two guys that played as much of that game as we have, we would have been cruising a little bit faster, getting hung up on some levels we shouldn't have been getting hung up on. But uh, I don't know. It was just fun. Had had a really good time. It's always good uh, hanging out with uh, our, the glitch, our friend from Legend of Retro. Playing nice. one of my favorite games. Nice. My game moment of the week is, I mean, though there wasn't, it wasn't all positive. I really, uh, I've really enjoyed the process, and that is, we, um, I switched to two PC setup. So we over the weekend, I built the second PC. We had some, I had some problems, and, um couldn't and i ended up not streaming on sunday because of it but i extended weekend into today as we're recording because i took the day off work so i could finish this project because i needed to so that i could be ready for this week um has me set up with two pcs fully set up fully linked together interacting streaming gaming pc and the cool the pro the overall project was fun because it gave me I work in tech a lot and I, and you know, I, I've built plenty of computers. I've messed with a lot of these, these pieces of tech in different ways over and over and over again. I've never had to set up a configuration like this and have them deliver content um, like this. So it made my brain have to like think differently. And I had to sit back a couple times in my room and, and think about like, well, how am I going to make this work? How is this actually going to work? And a few times I hit a wall where I was like, did I just make my life harder? Like, did, did this just make this, did this make, did this make my situation worse? And then I sat back and thought, and I'm like, oh, oh, wait, nope, I could do this, right? And work through it. And um, we did our test stream today before the podcast and everything worked. Everything sounded good, looked good. And so, yeah, it was just a lot of fun to build the PC. Obviously I had fun with it because, um, this was funded by the, by, by the viewers, right? It was funded by the people that support me on stream that enjoy hanging out with me, playing games with me and have supported my Twitch channel. And so it was what I was doing through via the discord and a little bit on social media was sharing back to them, like the process, right. And, and sharing them and, and like kind of even, even through the frustrating parts of like, I can't stream today. Here's why. Um, but you know, it was, it was good. And it's like waking up this morning and being people being like, any luck, how's it going? You know, like people, it, it was just overall, the experience was, uh, was, it was fun. And I look forward to now my, my next stream in the future, having this new setup to really, uh, start pushing everything even bigger. Yeah. Just the, just the, all the demo stuff we were playing with before we went live for the show today. I think your stream's uh, ready yeah. for the next level, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's going to be fun for sure. So I'm looking forward to it. And by doing so, I think we figured out some cool things that we can do here on the podcast as well. So it's um, so like that's one thing that I always end up doing is I, I tinker. And then because of it, I figure something out. And I go, oh, this could work really cool for the podcast. I need to show Mickey this. I need to tell Ethan about this. 
Ethan being Bugger Boy. Sorry, government name. Now everyone knows. Now, now, now I've been outed. <laughs> sure, it's not the first time. But, yeah, that's my gaming moment of the week. I'm not sure, did Miggy want to do a gaming moment of the week? I'm not trying to pressure him into talking more. He's not feeling well, but, uh, you got anything, Miggy? Nah, nothing this week. Nothing okay. this week. All right. Cool, 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 cool. You feel better, buddy. You feel better. And, um, you know, obviously we all, uh, well wishes to you, buddy. Um, but that's, uh, that kind of wraps that up. Uh, anything else you wanted to say that you want to remind everybody about where they can, what they can listen to and where they can listen to it. Yeah. So everywhere that you're listening to the GameZilla podcast, if you're listening to this in podcast form, Spotify, Apple podcast, Stitcher, Overtune, uh, on Google, Play, we are everywhere. Yeah. Overcast into no, no. Intune's a different thing. <laughs> I'm not sure what Overtune is. I've checked Overtune it out. is. I don't know. It's probably a thing, and we're probably there because we're everywhere. Um, that's where you can also listen to all the other great shows uh, that uh, are a collaboration on the GameZilla Media Network, including, again, our, our, our boys putting out the Retro Gaming Podcast, The Legend of Retro. It is a top-notch show. If you're a retro gaming fan, you will love it. And if you're not a retro gaming fan, you will learn a hell of a lot noobs and dragons that's our story to- storytelling tabletop gaming dungeons and dragons podcast last action podcast all things action movies and noiseland arcade out there for the simpsons fans those are available every listen to the gamezilla podcast and of course gamezillamedia.com we have a website and it's a website yeah keep it rolling you got one more thing you usually plug at the end of the show if you are not contributing on patreon and you listened to the show today and thought, I enjoyed this podcast at least 25 cents worth of enjoyment. Well, then you can get in on that $1 tier and you can throw a quarter at us every single week and get your 25 cents worth. If you think we're better than that, hit us at that $5 tier. Get access to those exclusive podcasts only available at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Yeah, that about does it, guys. So thanks so much for hanging out. We um, we appreciate you every week. Episode three hundred and twenty four of the Games of Podcast. And if you if you want to keep talking about any of these topics that we uh, discussed tonight, then please uh, head on over to our Discord, the Games of Media Discord. That's where we for you know throughout the week when we're not doing the show live, that's where we're talking. That's where that's also where some of these influences happen as far as things that could happen next week on the show, it happens in the discord every week. So come hang out with us there. And um, yeah, thanks to our patrons. And again, make sure you hit that subscribe, hit that like, give us five stars, leave us a review wherever it is. You listen to this show. We really appreciate it. Remember we are your elite free DLC uh, for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on game on.